Like, like wrestling. 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 Hey everyone, welcome to the We Like Wrestling Podcast. I'm here with the whole game, Justin. Hey, John. What's up, everybody? Joe. Yo, yo. Are you on a bit of a delay? Uh, no. Okay. I don't know. Anything uh, uh, delayed to me? But okay. Um. So, uh, what is it? The twentieth. Nineteenth. Twentieth anniversary. Oh, oh, oh! Sorry. Yes. So yeah, 20, 20 years of TNA. It seems like only yesterday. Two thousand two. I belong to Runaway. They were they were a part of NWA. Right? They they began that way. They started as. But a even before movie? that, like... we have to take a trip way way back. <laughs> <laughs> way, way back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so we are cover. We we would like to celebrate the twenty year anniversary of TNA. Not many companies make it twenty years. Uh, WCW as WCW did not last twenty years. Uh, ECW only lasted ECW what, five. Did not last twenty. ECW as Eastern Championship Wrestling into Extreme Championship Wrestling didn't last twenty years. Uh, ROH technically didn't last twenty years without getting bought and sold to Tony Khan, which technically now it does exist or doesn't exist. I don't even know. I think he's still working on that. Yeah. So um, there are some of the biggest wrestling companies ever that. Did all Japan? I don't think all Japan wrestling made twenty years. Hmm. So there are surprisingly this fucking company that should have died twenty times yeah. Yeah. is still around. Which uh, now I want to I want to preface that we are only talking about TNA, okay, and yeah. mostly the early stuff because it's fun well, to look. Technically, TNA those. isn't around anymore, right? Technically, but but they call they they keep the same lineage. Obviously, if it was their 20th anniversary of Slammiversary, yeah, they have to keep the same lineage. It's impact Wrestling, but so it's, it's still technically... It went from NWA Wildside, which was the first incarnation, was uh, was a lot of the guys that you saw in the early days of TNA came from NWA Wildside. I remember um, that being on like 2 a.m. I remember that used to be on like a Channel 18 for us around here. Yeah, like 2 in the morning. <laughs> You 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 would get um, clips of matches. You wouldn't get full matches. It would be pieced together so that you could get as much as you could in one hour. Um, again, like you said, at two a.m. Uh, so that's where a lot of guys like AJ Styles. Um, that's where you would have saw guys like David Young. I don't know if you remember David Young or uh, Wildcat Chris Harris was a single star there. Which. Uh, AJ Styles, so he got permission to yeah. do. Yeah, and Sting and Kurt Angle were also on those video calls for. But AJ is a big one because it's WWE. It is. Um, um but no, maybe they was, let them have Christian. But no, well, with Mickey James, maybe that was sort of like kind no. of not the same favor, but like you know, yeah, it could, it could have. Um, maybe since they've been talking, they've kind of figured like. To ease up with all that, uh, we're the only company that exists. So. It's it needs to stop. It really does. Maybe it's the uh, enemy of my enemy is my friend. Is TNA competition anymore to anybody? No, that's what I mean. They probably looked like they used to do ECW. They were legit competition, and I wouldn't even say competition. I like I don't like using that word anymore. I like I an alternative, like the way because right. that's what AEW is. I don't see yeah. AEW and WWE as the same product at all, and. 
so I don't see it as competition. There is no competition. WWE Raw will and forever be the torchbearer of pro wrestling television. No one's going to top it. It's had too many memorable moments on top of memorable moments. Moments that were so good that they made other moments that were really good. You forget about them because so much awesome shit has happened. I think TNA, there was a point where they tried to compete and that's where they lost sight of what they were. That's when they They lost sight. Yeah. Well, they lost sight of being the alternative and they started being the competition and uh, competition doesn't help anybody. And at Slammiversary, uh, Chris Harris came back. Yep, Chris Harris came back. So, so did Davey Richards. America's Most Wanted is... So did D'Lo, D'Lo Brown. Uh, How did Chris Harris look? Not terrible. Not as He's bad a as lot he of weight when he came to fucking... What was his name? Braden, Braden Walker. Walker. Not as he bad was, as that. Oh, so he looks fat, yeah. yeah. Storm still looks fucking amazing. I don't know. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Um, but you, so, think, you think back at... Um, all the big stars that jumped to TNA to start TNA. Um, and, you know, the first ones that are going to come to mind are the guys like Christian and Sting and Angle. Angle. But Angle I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the beginning. Kurt, uh, uh, Ken Shamrock being their yeah. first champion at that Randy, time. Randy Savage making an appearance. Huge. Randy Savage came in. Um, and this having, is Shamrock fresh off. Attitude Era WWE. It was fresh, but not well, 2000. What, I mean, well, he's sort of the big name. 2002. Well, this was when they so, had first started when they were strictly pay per view, like $10 every, what, yeah. Thursday or something like yes. that. So they did that because they just didn't have the starter money. They literally had $8,000, I mean, a million dollars exactly. Well, and that's funny life. too when you think about it that a lot of people have said, like, that company that started as just strictly a pay-per-view company is still around 20 years later you think about like if aw done that way would they be like they are today all all of the from what i found there were multiple articles written about the first show saying this doesn't last a year yeah i've seen that stuff too yeah oh i'll I'll be surprised if it lasts two weeks they're not they're going to start losing uh the xwe stars they're going to start start losing the legends because they won't be able to afford to bring them in well, it fucking works somehow. Um, so this really this stems all the way back to No Mercy 1999 <laughs> when Jeff Jarrett holds up Vince McMahon for more money. Yeah, he that was, was the, his good housekeeping match with China, yes. right? He is the Intercontinental Champion. His contract really? ran out. His contract ran out and they never took the belt off him. So he, he ran out Saturday. I want X amount of money to compete per day. We're on per day now, uh, per DM DM. word, I guess, not per day, per appearance. And I want this amount of money. Vince said, well, I'm not fucking doing that, so I'll pay you it for just tonight, and you're dropping that belt, and we're done. So he went to WCW. WCW fell folded in uh, a little over a year. So on March 26th, 2001, WD closes, Vince McMahon, the thing that lives in infamy, one of the biggest raw moments that we were just talking about. He says, Jeff Jarrett, spelled G-O or G-O-O-N-E, gone. And that was it. 
We were never going to see Jeff Jarrett back in WWE ever again until the Hall of Fame. So on June 19th, oh, so the, the famous story is that uh, he goes on a fishing trip right after this. WCW closes in March. That summer, he goes on a fishing trip, trip with uh, Bob Ryder, and they come up with the idea, well, if nobody else is going to compete with Vince, someone's got to do it. So they come up with this idea of a different program. That's where TNA is born. It's going to be wild. It's going to be MTV. It's going to be in your face. You know, all that kinds of buzzwords from the 90s and early 2000s. So that was technically NWA though, right? No. They struck a deal with NWA to use some talent to get talent on TV because NWA had absolutely no deal. This is 2002. Dead brand. There's no internet. There is no streaming. They don't know what the fuck those words are. Yeah. It's a dead brand run I mean, by there's internet, but it's not the way we conceive internet now. Um, it's run by a bunch of old guys. From there were these things called chat rooms. <laughs> I don't know if you hey, know well, what a chat room is. Yeah, dial up. No. Yeah, yeah. If you, if somebody picked up the phone, you're fucked. Yeah. It's a bunch of guys who used to run it back when Flair and Dusty were there. Old school guys who had no idea what to do in 2000. The NWA, right? Yeah, the NWA. It's a dead brand. They don't know how to market it. Yeah. So that's how the, the partnership came about. Obviously, the Jarrett name helped. Um, it was him and his dad's money. They they partnered to put it together uh, to start. Well, you know. Obviously, eventually, they had to reach out to Panda Energy, and that's where things got a little fishy. Oh, so the first... that's that's This is where the bullet points start. So... The first show, Dark Match, there was a wrestler, a very heavy wrestler named Cheeks, oh. broke <laughs> the ring. Oh. Hey, he was like 600 match. pounds. First match, Dark. We're not going to, the opening match is going to be like AJ and Amazing Red and somebody else versus the Flying Elvises. So it's going to be high flying and they got a broken fucking ring. So NWA was um, had a champion. I don't remember who it was. I couldn't find it on any of the TNA stuff, but I guess they just decided to vacate it when they became NWA TNA. So whoever the champion was, they weren't even involved in NWA. Um, they never came to like challenge for the belt. Didn't we talk about this when we did the NWA episode? Possibly. I'll just say. Put the link in the description for that episode. Sure. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I thought it was like... So when Ken Shamrock won, they did a battle royal. When Ken Shamrock won, which it's it's funny that, I mean, Ken Shamrock and The Wall, who was wow, going by Dallas, The Wall from WCW, oh, whose God. biggest thing to frame was being a pun for Alex Wright's new gimmick named Berlin. Because oh. it was Berlin... And the wall. He was a big guy, but I mean, he had that was the final two in the battle royal. Okay. So it was so it was like a battle royal, but then when you got down to your final two, because this is TNA and it's fucking gimmick country. Um, when it became down, a one-on-one match, right? It became a one-on-one. I think Ricky Steamboat was the um, guest referee for it. Well, the right guy won that match. 
Well, yeah. I think he had the at least name. Shamrock can actually work. <laughs> yeah. He, he had I mean, the name at, recognition. I was going to say, at that time, it would have been cool to see if Babyface, you know, who are they going to put over first? Who's going to be this the Babyface that comes out of TNA? Go after this. Because he was a big dude. Malice was his name then um, in TNA. Okay. He was a big guy. Obviously, he's named the fucking wall. I mean, I was just at that time, think of Ken Shamrock as, you know, Chris Jericho for AEW, you know? Well, (laughs) that's a But in terms of like names, you know, you're you're not going to have some AJ Styles guy win the title that you've you've never heard of. Yeah. Well, I don't know, though. I think AJ Styles would have would have been great winning that first night. And not that it hurt his fucking career not winning it that night, obviously. He's arguably the biggest name to ever come out of TNA. Yeah. Um, but I, I get what you're saying, Jared. Like, kind of the way, like, with Jericho with AEW, it's Shamrock's a big name people have heard of, so I'll get people's eyes on it. Like, oh, did you see Ken Shamrock won the TNA championship? You know, yeah. let me check that out. You know, yeah, I get that. Something he never did in WWE. Nope. So we were talking about um, people who were in. Um, some big names that were in TNA that you probably don't know were in TNA. Um, one of the biggest ones that everybody always goes to is CM Punk. You know, he's probably mm-hmm. the one that was there the longest and had an actual run. But uh, Shinsuke Nakamura was in TNA. Yeah. I didn't know Sonata, that. who is also New Japan. There's a lot of New Japan guys. But Seth Rollins uh, wrestled a 30-second match against Homicide Hernandez. Oh. Yep, he did a springboard and homicide caught him in a gringo killer. Yeah, I actually as, want to see that as Tyler Black. Yeah, he was Tyler Black. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tanahashi was also there twice. Um, <laughs> I wrote it down because I fucking love it. Black Rain. Do you know uh, who Black Rain is, Jared? I yeah. do. Oh, you do? I do. Okay. I knew you guys would. I didn't know. But here, <laughs> That's not the, his proudest ones, moment. One of the ones I want to talk about that were in TNA, and um, they were a cameraman. This was their gimmick. So just to pause real quick, uh, when TNA was a thing in 2002, Dan Severn was technically the champion. Oh, man, that would have been great. But oh, no, Dan the Beast. He, was, he, was, he wasn't able to appear. Uh, so they stripped him. Okay, and that's why the title was wasn't able to appear. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably had heat with Jeff from way back or something. Yeah. Back maybe, he the, maybe he didn't want a job to Shamrock. Probably didn't. So <laughs> was he NWA champion the whole time that he was WWE's NWA champion too? I think so. I think did so. he never? Did he have it that whole time? Because that was in like what ninety nine. Well, like you said it was a dead brand, so they probably well, just yeah they weren't running many shows. Yeah, he was probably he over because he made a lot of money in Japan. They probably forgot he even had the belt. Like, who the hell's the champ? Oh yeah, that's right, that guy was, it a, was <laughs> yeah. an MVP there too early as Antonio Banks or something. No, he was in FIP, but he was never in TNA. At least wow. not uh, televised. He could have worked dark match, which is why John Moxley is not on my list because he only worked dark dark match. And he was with John Good or something. Yeah, his real name, Jonathan yeah. Good, yeah. Um, but so this guy was in a main storyline, a terrible storyline, but a main storyline. 
he was Samoa Joe's secret cameraman. Hmm. And he was spying on Pope. D'Angelo De Niro. I do not recall this storyline at all. I must have stopped watching at this point. I thought this I is still the weekly pay per view. That we're past that. No, no, no. This is this oh. is past that. This is oh. this is later. Yeah, because Joe's there. So right. Who are we talking about? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> so he was a he wore. So Jared's not going to know who this is. But what's the driver's name from Green Hornet? Cato. 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 He wore Bruce the, little, the little thing, right? Yeah, the little like Lone this Ranger. Guy wore the exact same outfit. Like looked exactly like it. Like they just went to uh, Party City and got a costume and put it on. So sounds familiar. This is our introduction to possibly, well, definitely one of top ten New Japan wrestlers of all time. Okada. <laughs> this was Okada's TNA run. That's right. I remember I saw a video showing stuff like that. He was hung Facebook. up by his hands by Pope. Oh, my God. But they must have filmed it prior. So they were in the ring, and he chased him to the back. And they cut to video of him already tied up. Like, it couldn't have happened this fast. It literally just could not have happened this fast. So they had to have pre-recorded this. And then started showing it after they went to the back. So it was like through the curtain, five seconds back on to the big screen. He's tied up, he's fucking being berated by Pope. Terrible. You would think film a little bit of him beating him up a little bit before yeah, he ties him would, up. You would think, but it's TNA. Yeah, this These is true. the same people <laughs> who had a contract on a ladder, a contract ladder match. The contract fell off of the clipboard, <laughs> but you still had to climb the ladder to get the clipboard. Same company that has reverse battle royal. I was so and this, was, this was one of this was my next point was TNA's terrible. I didn't even make bullet points because we'll just have fun going through them. <laughs> TNA's terrible gimmick matches. Let's start with a fucking whole pay-per-view with a steel cage because you're just too lazy to take it down and rebuild it. Six, well, lethal oh. lockdown was the last match. Lockdown was the pay-per-view. Lockdown yeah. was the, was the pay-per-view. We had a electrified six sides of steel with, have you ever seen the match? Yeah. Have you, have you actually seen like how they set the whole thing up? Yeah. So <laughs> oh, they God. take what looks like a fire hose. Yeah, and hook it up to, and that's supposed to be the current running through the ring. Yeah, and the lights flicker, and the lights that might be worse the than lights, the exploding ring. The lights flick, it is <laughs> the lights flickering every time someone hits it, as and, if and like a fake movie sound of like electricity of like the Mounties zapper <laughs> from the nineties. It's cattle prod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, like G -g 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 -g. but here's the thing uh 22 seconds in they have it they have it timed out homicide or no no sorry hernandez hernandez is the big guy hernandez fucking touches the cage and mike tenay covers it up with well the electricity is constantly flowing through so it must not have been flowing through 
that part of the cage at that time. Shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> that's how electricity works. Know how electricity works. That's like, not how it works. So when I turn on the lights in my house, I have to wait a minute till electricity makes its way around. Yeah, yeah, it's got to get there. It's yeah. like, a, like a tap, yeah. <laughs> Uh, they had a blindfold match, which is uh, regarded as one of the worst matches of all time, mm-hmm. which came right before one of the best TNA matches of all time, which was the fucking bloody uh, bar. They called it a barroom brawl. It was just a fucking Texas death match, really, uh, between James Storm and Chris Harris. Uh, but this was the month before, and... They had the little hoods that didn't stay. I mean, they needed to redeem themselves. <laughs> they did. They they did, though. Um, but you can't make people forget about that. But yes, King of the Mountain. A reverse <laughs> battle. Would anybody like to... Does anybody know the rules of a King of the Mountain match? Yeah. Uh, don't you have to, like, capture the belt or whatever and then take it well, up? Oh, you have to pin somebody first. Yeah. Pin, the, pin so, somebody first to qualify to be able to take the belt up, hang it, and then take it off. And then you win the match. I think it's how it works. the ring, and the person who's pinned That's a different match. That's the penalty box. A penalty box. If you get yeah. pinned, you go into a penalty box to qualify to hang the belt because the to, the ladder is fake. There's nothing on the hook at this point. <laughs> you gotta take the belt. You have to take the belt and hang it. And then you win. And, and then, then you, you have take to go. Off. Yay! Now give me it back. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking stupid. <laughs> It's, um, it's oh overbooked, like it's just too overthinking. They're still doing it though, because but, but Grace, Jordan just Grace won. just won the Queen of the Mountain. Oh God, I did not know that. They're yeah, still she doing just it. won the uh, Impact Women's Title in the yeah. first ever Queen of the Mountain match. Oh, Queen of the Mountain. Yeah, okay. yeah, they called it the Queen of the Mountain. It was the first one ever. Why are they still doing that? I guess people. I guess people that are fans kind of like it because it's a different concept. So name know. another company that's doing it. Like because no one else is. Stupid. No, I agree. The reverse battle royal, I forget what they called it, but you started on the outside. <laughs> you had to pretend that everybody wasn't just going to, because it's just the first like 10 people in got to be in the next match. And then, or I don't even know if it was 10. But then it was like an elimination pin match, I think. Fight for the right. Fight for the right. Kazarian won uh, the first one. I think. Yeah. It's uh, to it, it was deter- to determine a new number one contender. But like Justin's point, like because the bell rings, why didn't every guy just run into the ring? You just run. Why just would you run. stand out there and fight a guy? Just run in. Yeah. Yeah. Like Rikishi was in this match. Oh no, they're and still doing most that. of the X division guys could have outran Rikishi to get into the ring. Yeah. Shark Boy won Reverse Battle Royal at Slammiversary 2022. So they they probably just did these as a fucking For hot, anniversary. Like, yeah, yeah. As yeah, as a, as a tribute or oh, whatever. Shark Boy, I like that. <laughs> Hell yeah! Who doesn't have to work anymore because he sued fucking that Shark Boy and Lava Girl <laughs> really? movie? I mean, yeah. Well, he didn't sue. I mean, he like he had a copyright to the name Shark Boy, and they fucking used it, and it was a big production company. Oh, yeah, uh, it was like Paramount or something like that. So yeah, he sued him, and he was like, "Hey, you know, you, that's my. I got an LLC on this shit. Can't just use it." And they and he started out as a jobber who just was popular. Just, did he ever? But I mean, even as that though, was he ever not a jobber? He was just no, it was very hard. He's like, yeah. he's like real heavy now. He was, I think he was better than Curry Man. No, he no was way. a jobber. 
What got him over was the Stone Cold gimmick. Yeah, because Kevin Nash came in and so said, "Oh, you X Division guys are bland. You all need a fucking character." What the fuck is being a shark? Yeah, that is a character. But he wore the vest. I can say Jay Lethal probably benefited from that. <laughs> he still does the match. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sanjay Dutt kind of dropped the tambourine. You remember he tambourine mm-hmm. and he would, he would throw out roses and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who else? Oh, well, Alex Shelley was part of that. Remember, uh, Paparazzi Productions. That was the uh, start. Xavier Woods. He was consequences. Oh, consequences. kind of like right. it was Apollo Creed's brother. Yeah, kind of supposed to be something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Same trunks, same like. Yeah, eh. that was the point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, X division. What's an X division, bro? Well, <laughs> have you ever seen uh, an Ultimate X match that, um, like, somebody big like Hernandez had? Now to that's work actually with? one of the TNA's matches I actually like. The Ultimate. It X. is. It's cool, but like Joe wasn't going to work one of those. Hernandez was in. Hernandez was in one. Yeah. And. Couldn't fucking climb the thing. Well, they also had like a balcony X thing too. That is elevation X. And yeah. I don't I know AJ and Rhino. I don't remember anybody else. I think it was one. Rhino and somebody else as well. My only issue I like the concept of Destination X. I didn't like the let's stand here and wait for this guy to jump on us. No, Destination every X match. You're thinking of Ultimate X. Oh, Ultimate, Ultimate X. X. Yeah. I didn't let every match had one of those spots and it used to drive me nuts. I mean, there's one in a chamber too. Yeah. 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 Oh, that spot in general drives me nuts. But yeah. Yeah. Like, why would you stand there and watch this guy climb across to the middle and then fall on you? So they had a match called Full Metal Mayhem because they couldn't say TLC, but it was essentially a TLC match, even though tables are not metal. And if you use a metal table, fuck you. And the legs, I don't know. But... <laughs> okay, technically, and the metal ring that's removed. But uh, a lethal lockdown was their elimination chamber. Mm, yeah, sort of. They also weapons. it's also, but they also had teams, so it's also like their war, war games. games. What was the yeah. uh, the one where you had to climb through the middle? That was the lethal lockdown. That was like an X division lethal lockdown. Was it? Yeah, it was like a dome. Yeah, instead of yeah, it had a hole in the middle that you had to climb out yeah. of it. Yeah. It was like a yeah, that's yeah. dumb. Yeah. And again, it's got to be somebody who, who if you if you look at the guys who are going to win, it's like okay, it's got to be one of these guys because they're agile enough to do it. Who's wearing gloves? That's how I always knew who's winning Ultimate X. Who's wearing gloves? Homicide. I never I never yeah. thought about that, but I actually AJ, at it, it makes sense. Yeah, who's wearing gloves? Who's going to be able to grip and stay on that thing long enough? There's a couple guys that used to wear them. Uh, fucking Shelly uh, and Sabin. AJ would wear gloves. I didn't, I, I didn't like having to climb the rope to the middle to grab that. Yeah, that's what X. I'm saying. Guys like yeah. Hernandez couldn't do it. Yeah. They just couldn't. So then he'd try to like jump and shimmy over. But then when you get to the end, oh, I got to unhook this thing. Well, I can't let go. I'm going to fucking fall. Yeah. Yeah. It was built yeah. for small, tiny little guys, but it's not about weight limits. Yeah. It's about no limits. Well, you're limited by how much you fucking weigh. <laughs> that's, that's your limit right there. The The idea is there. They just didn't execute it. Well, one of the ones that I thought was kind of cool was that Feaster fired. That was a pretty good good concept. That was, that was cool. It's almost like, a, again, an overbooked Money in the Bank. You got three briefcases. 
three guys are going to win, and then you don't know what's going to be in your briefcase. Yeah. Well, if I forget, is it like well, a battle royal? Well, or the like four briefcases, like three contained it, uh, contracts with one was for like a world title shot, one was for like a tag title, and yeah, yeah. something so else, and then fired. one was you're fired. <laughs> yeah. The Feaster fired was a pole on every corner. Oh, is that yeah, what it was? Okay. And then it was essentially like, was it four guys or was there like six? I don't know. No, there it was, was like a, a bunch battle of battle royal. It was a, it was a bunch of guys. So the because like you only had four potential winners. So it was a, it was a world title shot, X division, tag, and tag. then fire. Yeah. Uh, and then they did one with something similar with the women, the knockouts, I guess, where yeah, it was like uh, the spider. From uh, uh yeah, it was uh, uh Victoria, Winter. Victoria Spider, uh, strip tease. Somebody had to do world title shot, and I think you were fired because I remember Daphne had Daphne to do the strip tease and she didn't want to do it. Yeah, oh, that's I can't like remember that. Bullshit. Didn't somebody get yeah. their hair shaved, sh- head shaved too? Uh, Roxy Laveau. Oh, okay, that's what, okay. She, she, um, but I think that was just a, a regular match that she had lost. Oh. It was like, I guess, the, like the, the hardcore girl. <laughs> that is the one thing I will give TNA. For a while, their women's division was the best. Oh, Better oh. than WWE at the time. WWE was yeah, more worried Kim. about. Take Gail Kim. Victoria. Yeah, I don't think that was the same time. They were there. WWE's girls really? at that time were. They had Gail Kim. They had Gail Kim first. But, like the girls now in WWE are the best. But back then, yeah. it was just about pretty looks. It was mm-hmm. like Tori Wilson. And it like, was, it, yeah, Stacey yeah. Keeber. It was hot girls who couldn't yeah, wrestle. I remember, yeah, I remember what you're saying, John. Yeah, for a while there, like everybody was like, yeah, the TNA knockouts division was like the best women's division because yeah. they actually wrestled, like, you know. Velvet Sky, Angelina Love, they could awesome work. Kong. You know, compared to Tori Wilson. Yeah, uh, yeah who were just there for. In, uh, Lacey Vaughn. just there for TNA. Yeah. About the yeah. Jeff Hardy match, the infamous no. Jeff Hardy. No, 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 we're talking about Scott Uh-oh. Hall being brought Black in. Rain was out of shape, past his and, uh, and I Scott say Hall. Prime, but um, yeah. So Scott Hall was was no showed an event because he was having substance problems, and Joe called him out on it uh, live. And yes, this is before the Jeff Hardy thing, which I really don't feel like talking about, given what's recently happened. So let's just. Fuck it. I mean, I, I really didn't want to go that far into uh, Immortal and Aces and Eights anyway. That so. was like Impact. Yeah. So, like Impact. No, it's not Impact. No, it's still TNA. Uh, and they brought in like the nasty boys who were so out of shape they couldn't do nothing. Yeah. Well, I'll just say, Justin, do you have on your research there about uh, how Dixie Carter got involved, even though she knew Diddly Squad about wrestling? Well, her daddy owned it. Yeah. So Jeff ended up losing control of the company. I think Panda Energy ended up getting like 72%. Um, and then they started phasing out things. They didn't like what Jeff was doing. They didn't like um, Vince Russo at first. And then they ended up starting to really like him. I don't know why. I guess they hated women. Uh, <laughs> but well, that yeah. was he supposedly Jeff got was close cool. to Dixie. Who? Uh, Russo. He Russo. supposedly like. Like he always says, sold her a bill of goods. Like, oh, when WWE was hot, it was because of me and my yeah. stories and all oh, that. Yeah. I won the money. Like he always does. <laughs> it is his, uh, what he considers his claim to fame. He's a huge um, car salesman. But also, I think, um, you know, we do look back and Jeff did do some stupid things. Was it all his fault? No. Um, 
Obviously, he made some bad life decisions also. We can't say that, like, stealing Kurt Angle's wife away from him is a bad life decision. Things happen. Whatever happens, happens. Um, I think it really cemented what was going to happen with him and the company from there on out. Right. Because how could they, you know, they can't justify their part owner. Um Sleeping stealing. with talent's wives, <laughs> you know, stealing employees' wives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so who do you think? You know, there's TNA has brought in a fuck ton of names. Who do you think is like the biggest star for them? AJ, like homegrown no, TNA no, or an outsider? AJ. Yeah, I oh, mean, so, I mean, okay. the biggest person that they brought in. Who Hogan? brought the most eyes to the? Pro- you think Hogan brought the most eyes to the product? Probably Christian. I'd say no. Angle. It's Hogan. Hogan. Everybody knows who Hogan is. That's not the point. Who brought the most people going? I don't watch this at all. I've heard of it. To I now watch every week. You think it's Hogan? I think it was Christian Cage. I think Angle. I think Christian Cage for a wrestling fan. (laughs) Hogan for the casual fan. Rating wise, (laughs) Christian Cage was the biggest needle mover for TNA. He's I mean, the guy who jumped the most buy rates, ratings, whatever you want to call them. I mean, I will say I didn't know what TNA was. I was scrolling through the Comcast guide. I saw TNA, Impact Wrestling, whatever. And I saw, you know, Kurt Angle, Christian Cage, Booker T. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. I'm watching Kevin Nash. Also, yeah. apparently, Scott Steiner's debut was a big deal. Oh, I mean, 33 and a third, you know. <laughs> here's here's why I'm saying that Kurt Angle isn't one of them is because the eyes were already there. Christians right. was the Christians was the one that made enough people go, oh, shit, what are they doing over there? That's a guy who was just on WWE TV, not like, oh. Yeah, because it wasn't long after he left no, WWE that he showed no, up in TNA. Not at all, because he, he, he didn't get fired. Yeah, I think his contract had expired. He just didn't. Yeah, I think let his contract. WrestleMania twenty, him and Jericho for Trish. I think that was pretty much like his his last pay per view. No, there was stuff after that. But not much. Yeah, he was going like maybe a couple months after WrestleMania because they had they had more matches after just the WrestleMania match. I thought Trish was the turn. Yeah, but I mean WrestleMania was the turn. Then they had matches after that. Um. But yeah, he was the biggest uh, ratings mover for TNA. Hmm. Hogan and Bischoff really didn't do much for, as, in terms if of rating. anything. It turned them off. Well, and what well, what hurt them was let's go on Monday nights. Monday nights, let's and take let's away be- the thing that all of the people see. They had this idea that like a hundred guys in their mom's basement watch TNA. That's the way they look at this shit. I don't know why. That's how Dixie's always said it too. Oh, she's made a comment before that, like, oh, you know, you ever see that movie, The Forty Year Old Virgin? That's our uh, fan base. I think she meant toy collection. That's why. I think that's. I think it's taken out of context. I think she was talking about toy collection, um, which is true for the most part. Um, but they had this idea that nobody was watching the product. So if they go to Monday nights and they change everything that TNA's been doing. We'll get more people to watch, but no, this the product is like being watched. Classic wrestling fans. Let's get rid of the six sides. Yeah, the six yeah, sides was. Yeah. So that we're the X that, division. Yeah, let's let yeah. Bischoff and Hogan have control. And uh, 
so yeah, so that was the that was Spike. I didn't know that. So their first TNA's first deal was yeah, Spike was no, great. no, no, no. TNA's first deal was Fox Sports. What? Yes. Yeah, they um, used to be on there like late at night too. Again, yeah, another two a.m. show on a Friday night. You know. When no one's at home watching TV, which I think it was basically all highlights on that one too, right? Yeah. You might have got like one or two live matches, something like that. Yes, and but then it, they also had Explosion, which turned into a bigger thing in the UK, but we didn't have it here. Um, but I think Spike was primed. So right? when they went to Spike, Spike said, "We love everything you're doing, but what can you do that makes people go, oh, you're different? What's this?'" And that's when they came up with the six sides of steel, well, six sides, six sided ring. Sorry, six sided steel is still mad from the gimmick matches. <laughs> um, six sided ring because they were doing it in Mexico, mm-hmm. and it's just an eighteen by eighteen ring with corners cut off of it. So that's that's what it is. Um, but it's small. It makes it very small to work in. Um, see guys like I don't know Test who came in fucking a hundred pounds heavier than they were on WWE TV and now they look even bigger because in this ring they're giants. Yeah. Right. I was going to say like you've said before with the ring sizes sometimes a smaller ring your smaller guys can look bigger which yeah. you know sometimes helps them then if they change to a, a bigger ring it hurts them cuz it's like what happened to that guy what do you like we lose 6 inches? Yeah. Spike TV in uh, TNA was what I was watching. Spike TV and the Dudley Boys were yeah. debuted on that show. And as much as I'm not a huge Dudley Boy fan, to be honest, either of them don't really care. Um, but people fucking love them. And they did a lot for TNA, I think. Yeah. Again, that's, that, that may have been a ratings mover too, but it's hard to say that because it was their first Spike show. You don't have something to compare it to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. That makes, that. that that might have been oh shit, you know. I think when uh, Bischoff and Hogan ended up in charge, uh, that's when they were starting to go to like Destination America. No, no. That well, when Hogan left, they left to, to Destination America. I believe that's when they were oh. leaving. Like Hogan and Bischoff were not paid by TNA. Hogan and Bischoff were paid by Spike TV. Well, Hogan from what the stories I've seen. What got them off of Spike TV was Vince Russo working for TNA because he was not supposed to be working for TNA and Dixie secretly brought him in. That was way before that, though. That whole secret that happened like black when back Black Rain was there. So that but that's true. Uh, Spike TV did not want Vince Russo working for TNA and she literally just secretly hired him. And Terry Taylor snitched him off to the. He was seeing his name in emails, and it's like, well, he doesn't work here anymore. No, he fucking does. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was around. He booked the the ever-popular, what what was it called? What what was their casket match called? It came came from the ceiling. Yeah, Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name either, but I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, he booked that. The Monsters Ball match, which is um, these competitors get locked in a room for 24 hours with no food and no water to make them aggressive. No, really just make them weak. You don't eat for 24 hours. It doesn't make you aggressive. Last rights match. Oh, yeah. Last rights. That's the fucking cast match. 
Stinging him up yeah, and, it did, and Spike was like 100% behind him until the ratings didn't match their support. And then they sort of bounced him around and would preempt him all the time. And Well, I think they just stopped putting money behind him. Yeah, so I mean, they were like, all right, we're a thousand percent behind you. Was, we're going to hire, as Spike TV, we're going to hire Bischoff and Hogan to come in. And along with that, also a new production company, because I don't know if you know, but Bischoff and Harvey Production uh, were running TNA then at the time, too. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they were the ones who were now in charge. That's why everything started to look a lot different. Um, you had a lot of those weird backstage segments that were like weirdly lit. You remember, like it would be super close, and like they'd be behind a corner because we weren't supposed to know that they were being filmed. So it's like zoomed in. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Light, one blue light shining through, and you see like Mr. Anderson talking to RVD secretly. They were kind of almost trying to do like that GTV type thing that was on WWE. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Whatever came of that. Nothing. Nothing. That was the weirdest thing. Like they ran in, and then all of a sudden it just it was ended. supposed to be gold dust, and then he got released, and then sort of oh, went nowhere. Okay. He became uh, seven, <laughs> peeking through yeah. little kids' windows. Child molester. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like Spike was, let's go. This is awesome. And then when it didn't match their expectations, they backed off. You know. And then that's like a football team, like your owner. You hire that new coach, you expect results. And if you don't get them, you're sort of like, "Ah, I'm done. And that's when Bishop and Hogan came in and said, well, you know, especially Bishop, oh, I ran WCW. I could turn this around. Oh, he had to pitch. He did. Probably he had to pitch. I think they sought him out. They wanted him. He didn't have to go to them and go, hey, I could do this. But they wanted raw ratings, Mm -hmm. and they Mm -hmm. weren't getting it. They were never going to, though. Because Raw had already been on 15 years at that exactly. point. Yeah. And TNA was new. And the so, other thing that, that Dixie didn't stand up to them. Well, yeah. Dixie should have said, they can work for you, but this is my company. Yeah, but she loved it. She was a mark. Oh, yeah. yeah that was her was big problem. Yeah. That's and every time Hogan nasty, would be like, hey, yeah. I want to bring the Nasty Boys in. I want to bring Beefcake in. She'd go, yes, okay, yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. His, Instead his, of saying, no, I got my own guys here I want to promote. Nope. At yeah. the time, his friend Bubba the Love Sponge, you know, dumb shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Did that's he bang his wife? I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Hogan did. Oh. But that's why, that's why, like, when Hogan was there, you saw more of Kevin Nash, more Sting, more Booker T. And... Well, Sting was there. Because they were under the impression oh, that those yeah. are names people will watch. Because, yeah. like you said, when you were scrolling through, you saw, oh, TNA and those names. Oh, well, let me check this out. For Kurt Angle and Chris now you stayed for when you saw guys like AJ Styles and stuff. Like, oh, wow, I never heard okay. of that. that. That happened to me. Like, I didn't know who AJ Styles was, but then I seen him wrestle a couple matches. And I'm like, holy shit, this guy is awesome. And I don't Hogan, remember where Hogan. I saw it, but somewhere Hogan said, wrestling fans don't tune in to watch AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. They tune in to watch Scott Steiner, no, and Booker. Like oh. in his mind, in that's some what instances they want they tune in yeah. for all of those but people. He, that's why all those guys kept coming in and getting pushed. 
but that, and Hogan's mind. About that. That's why I lost interest when Bischoff and Hogan so started. To- did any any of you watch TNA uh, religiously? Like, I can go back. We've, we're well documented that I watched from day one, and I had the benefit of having a dad who was also into wrestling. Because if without him being into wrestling and finding out that this show was on pay per view, when I was I was able to watch it because he if it was just me if my dad was not into it I would not have heard about TNA. I had heard of it. I didn't watch them when they were initially on just pay per view. I would get the highlight things and stuff like that online, but when they went to TV, yeah, then I started checking them out because it's like, well, okay, well now I can see what they're all about. And I knew about. I watched them for a couple years, pretty religiously, especially when they were on Spike. But then when they went to Monday nights, yep. it was so like, well, I'm watching Raw because I watched Raw. That was my wrestling show on Mondays. What, from the time you started, if you were watching religiously, what made you go, okay, this isn't for me anymore? Because I know what did it for me. Bischoff and Hogan did it, it for was me. one person. No, I made it through that. It was terrible, but I made it through most of that. I So I started watching TNA, I'd say probably like 2005, 2006. When I saw Kurt Angle, Christian, you know, all them. And then Same when, they, when they turned to the four-sided ring, blue ropes started to become impact. Right before Destination America, that's when I was like, eh. It's You're to- blurring a long time into like <laughs> a few months. That's like four years. Yeah, when they you're th- you're like Hogan coming in and going were- to Destination America is not a three-month span. That were I'm that's like a long time. Yeah. Well, for me, what did it was um, when they went to Mondays and then they like John said they start bouncing them around and it was just got to be too much. Like I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but like I have for TV watching, I have habits. I have shows on certain nights that you know if this show is on, that's what I watch. Now if it's on repeats, you know, then maybe yeah. I'll watch something else. Like if impacts on like just say like Fridays. And the show I normally watch on Fridays is in reruns. Well, then I'll put on Impact because, you know, hey, I've seen that show. You know what I mean? But that's what did it for me. It was just once they started bouncing around and stuff, it was like. Yeah, I remember they were on Monday for like three months. No, I don't even think it. No, it didn't last three months. I think they lasted like maybe a month or two. It it wasn't very long. And then it was like Wednesdays. And then it was like a Friday. Yeah, they did. And that's just like it got to be too much. Like, when the fuck is this show on? And then I I went to watch the board because I'm a wrestling fan. It went on a channel that I didn't even get. So Destination America. Yeah. And then it went to another channel. Yeah, it went to Pop first. Yeah, yeah. I don't like, get TV that channel. First. So, I went to another channel. I didn't get that one either. So I was like, eh. Anthem Sports took it over in 2017. Well, yes, that's when they started. Yeah. Uh, so up until then, it was Panda up until 2012. Well, Panda is Dixie's parents. Up until 2012. Yeah. So 2012? No. That's what it said. And, and for me, who, like. Who owned them between 2012 and 2017? It doesn't say anything. <laughs> but they were just a freelance company. <laughs> I mean, for me personally, like I actually really liked uh, Impact slash TNA wrestling, especially going to it live. I thought that that was a very friendly. I did enjoy. It. I only went once, but I did enjoy TNA live. Um, I thought it was I, better than the than the pro, than the television product. Um, because they had like cool concept things like uh, 
I'm sure about the show you went to, Justin, uh, here. It was here in Reading mm-hmm. at their uh, theater. It was on the um, stage. Yeah. Was mm-hmm. cool. I'd never seen anything like that. At the end of the show, they had a thing with, for 20 bucks, your group could get a picture with AJ Styles. It didn't, you, how big your group was, it was 20 bucks for however many people. I think it might have been a cutoff of six people. Our big thing was Kurt, Kurt Angle was our big attraction for the one that I went to. AJ and was then they also I like that you, had, could, you could buy a bag. Oh, brown bag specials. And would yeah. have a t-shirt and like three DVDs in it. And yeah. Got, and, like, all, and that was like, like 10 DVDs or 15 there. bucks. I used to yeah. get those every month. Yeah, those are yeah. awesome. I used to like those. Yeah. yeah. And then um, they also, at the show, they had a uh, backstage pass for 50 bucks. <laughs> for they 50 bucks, you like... got to go backstage and meet wrestlers. And, yeah, and what was nice about that, that 50 bucks covered you and at least one guest. So it was like so $25 a person. And uh, when me and my fiance did it, we met like five or six guys that first yeah. show. And it wasn't like it was like no names. It was their big stars, uh, Doug Williams. Brian Kendrick, the biggest Doug one we met at that time was Angle backstage. He was back Doug there. Williams. But they were all like really nice guys, you know. You know, they talked to you like you just friends with them. I always thought that was really cool. So our, they had a big underrated. deal where for $200, from what I remember, you got a Jeff Jarrett guitar. And you could go backstage to meet him and he would sign it and you did a meet and greet with him for that was a lot though <laughs> yeah kind of cool i've seen them pop up online a couple times so uh i watched tna probably from like 2006 probably towards the end of hogan and bischoff uh they they were in charge of creative from 2010 to 2013 yeah uh that's, that's what i'm it, saying you you seemed in the way you were describing it it seemed to be like this it was all good and then it was shit yeah. so like <laughs> Um, I was gone by the time like aces and eights. I was already not watching. See, I, I, was, through eights and eights. I was gone, but I kept like going back every now and then. Like I knew aces and eights. That's, that's, I that's what I did too. Yeah. Mr. Anderson, you know, Bully Ray and all that. I kind of like what we do now with impact. We just sort of keep an eye on it, but we don't yeah. watch but like that aces, for but me, honestly, like that aces and eights storyline that kind of intrigued me a little bit. And I stayed with it, it for a little started. bit. Same with uh redemption. What was the name of the people that tore up Raw during the pandemic? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Retribution. Retribution. Retribution yeah. Mustafa Ali's group. Yeah. So that intrigued yeah. me yeah, for like three weeks. Yeah, it started out with a concept kind of like that. Yeah, which was a cool concept. And then they just like people pissed all over it. And don't care about just like Ace and Nates being Wes Briscoe and Garrett Bischoff and yeah. D'Lo Brown and Taz. Three thirteen is when AJ left, so I'm so sure that was my. I'm done. Yeah, that that yeah. was the last guy that um, I still cared to watch. Um, I thought they were going to go somewhere with it. He lost the belt to Magnus or Nick Aldis, whatever you want to call him, and I liked Magnus, but AJ was the last of the guy that I was still watching TNA for. And they did the uh, the contract stuff on screen as well. I remember. So yeah, when he walked, I was like, oh, um, I, "If this is real," and I started. I kept watching a little bit after to see if it, they were going to do like a CM Punk or Brian Pillman thing where he would show up in the crowd or like a Sting thing where he was kind of like he because this is when he grew the beard. He was wearing the hood, you know. Um, he was TNA's Crow Sting, and he he said, you know, TNA offered him 
but it wasn't a lot less. It was a 60% cut. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say it was like 75% or something like that. It less. was a, yeah. a 60% pay cut. Yeah. Uh, and then Double J resigned in December of 2013. So their last shows, he had just talked about this on uh, on Jeff Jarrett's podcast, where I also get a lot of my information because I love it. Uh, my World with Jeff Jarrett. It's one of my, has become one of my favorite podcasts. He talked about that their, both of their last TVs were the same night without either of them knowing that that was going to be their last TNA TV. Sorry, I stepped away for a second. Yeah. Uh, Brian's addressing the crowd on AEW. Oh, is in yes, no? Is it? Is he in? Is he out? I don't know. I got it on in the background. I'm trying to kind of listen. I'll give you guys a if I hear. Yeah, well, rumors, rumors I, as of tomorrow, <clears throat> he's a no go. Kyle O'Reilly versus Zack Saber is what I'm voting for because that would be fucking. That would really be good. good. That would be yes. really good. I think uh, AJ has gone on record as saying. Like it literally broke his heart, mm-hmm. but he knew he had to go. His company, he felt he had. Uh, you can almost equate him to Undertaker. Through yeah. all of it, everything that happens—the good, the bad, the downs, the highs—everything that happened, no matter what, AJ was there. Same thing he with Undertaker for the WWE. Foundation the company was built yeah. on and built around. And I know the one like storyline he hated was that one where he supposedly knocked up that one girl. I can't remember his idea. Which, Claire Lynch, his yeah, idea. like th- th- that that turned me off too. And I was like, after that, I was done. I'm like, see these dumb storylines, like they're just getting retarded now. And AJ left TNA in 2013. He showed up in WWE in 2015. Well, yeah, because he went to New Japan. But the oh. shit he did in New Japan seemed like way longer than two no, years. No, that's <laughs> more like months. And, and no, it's at least a year though, because he wrestled yeah. at two Wrestle Kingdoms. But still, no, that happened fast. Like yeah. he left TNA and. Boom! Showed up at New but Japan. But it seems like forever. Like, uh, I think AJ even said, "Like, I think it feels like he's been stayed. in WWE forever now." So he yeah. has been in WWE longer than he was in TNA. Really? Yeah. Holy shit! It's yeah. it feels like just yesterday that Rumble. Yeah, man. Yeah, I know it's hard to believe. And dude. he he said he would have stayed in TNA if the offer would have. It wasn't even about the money. He just like he could see the ship was sinking. And yeah. the company that was here was not the company that he knew and loved. Yeah. Well, and, and, it and was speak, different. And speaking of money, that was another thing that had hurt TNA because much like ECW, I know a lot of guys had left because checks started to bounce. Well, was the like checks. The, and I don't know the people who it was, um, but apparently one of them is someone who Bruce Pritchard was close with. They couldn't pay. They had no money. They weren't paid for so long that they were running out of money. They had no money to stay in a hotel to complete their bookings. So Bruce put one of these guys up in his hotel. He said, you stay with me. You know, they just didn't have money because they weren't getting paid. And contrary to what people believe, wrestlers are not fucking multimillionaires. There's a few, very few, but they pay for their own travel. So they pay for everything, meals, travel, hotel. Yeah. So it's it's not all like a bunch of millionaires complaining about, well, I got shorted one million. That's ten. I made ten million, but I got shorted a million. No, it's their fucking livelihoods. They have families. Sorry, my my fact was wrong. I think his tenure is the same. Oh, okay. Or similar because when in the between two thousand two and two thousand six, he was also with ROH. Yeah. So, but he has been a full time longer than The Rock. I did see that. Yeah. That's right. His yes, I did see something about that. That he has been uh 
under contract with WWE longer than The Rock was. Yes, I did. Which see is that. insane. That is. I, it really does. It feels like just yesterday. Man. So it really 2015, does. seven years. Yeah. The Rock wasn't full time for seven years. That's insane. Yeah. The Rock got popular very fast. Like 97? Yeah. And then he left in what, 02, 03? Something like that. I don't know. Well, I mean, he, he started part time in like. Well, he, Justin, do you know what what year it was that Samoa Joe was a free agent and WWE was going to make a Umaga and he went screw that and went back? Oh well, whatever year Umaga had. Umaga was like oh five oh six. Yes, that sounds about right. Because I think yeah. he was in uh, two thousand seven. Yeah, like yeah. Maybe so, eight, so even seven ish that. Joe was going to be Umaga. Yeah, Joe was a free agent, and I, I don't know if he reached out to WWE or they reached out to him. Yeah. They were going to bring him in and paint his face and make him uh, Umaga. whatever Umaga was supposed to be. Where he he could have made English. It. He could have made it work. Yeah. He was supposed to be like a wild savage and he speak English and all that, and Samoa Joe was like, screw that. And went back I mean, to he hasn't, Since he's been in WWE, he hasn't had a good run, to be honest. He's not the Joe from TNA. No. Um, he keeps getting hurt. You know, he is what was he? Um, was not in WWE anymore, but well, yeah, he's an <laughs> Um, but when he was there, no, I get what you're saying, Justin. What, yeah. was, what was he called when he was supposed to be like Triple H's heavy? Yeah, he had a name like the Destroyer, the Destroyer, yeah. Destroyer, because yeah, yeah. he was going to destroy the the that was like him, Seth, and Kevin S- Owens, or something. No, no, Seth Brock. No, me. well, he was it was when Seth turned face. And then he came out. Yeah, he was yeah. The architect Triple H got Joe to like, yeah, destroyed. you're going to take care of him. I remember yeah. for like two or three pay-per-views, it was like Joe, Brock, and Roman with a fourth added in there somewhere. I remember like, Joe and Brock title. having a one-on-one. I thought that was going to be good, and it wasn't. And Balor and Brock one-on-one, I thought it would be good. It wasn't. And then he went back <laughs> to that. And I, Whenever he got released, they brought him back. NXT, get the belt off cross. Then he got hurt, yeah. and then he got released again. <laughs> yeah. So um, obviously, I'm not going to ask you who the who the best TNA talent ever was. It's AJ Styles by far. You can't you can't even come close to it. So who is that distant second? Who's the guy that TNA had from the beginning or early on, and built up to become a megastar, like a homegrown guy? Yeah, I'd say. To me, Bobby Roode. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because Bobby, great, great pick. Because Samoa Joe is more ROH. Yeah, I guess I agree. I never heard um, of him until TNA. Yeah, that's okay. the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. AJ Styles, like like we said, AJ was in ROH, but Joe was ROH. If at the end of his life, at, at the end of every wrestler's life, we have to pick a legacy to give him, what company do we put him in for his legacy? It should be ROH. I for for Samoja. I, I for some reason I feel like James Storm. Oh no, God no! Abyss. He wasn't there early though. He was. Was he? But he didn't. <laughs> technically. He, he didn't really wrestle anywhere else. I mean, he's. Yeah, he did not. He's he a WWE now, but he hasn't wrestled there. No, he's a backstage guy. But well, he had one match, right? Think, did he have a match? Did, did he? he have a, or no, he was out that. for a segment. He was a. He was out in like a ring for AJ Styles or something. I That's think Bobby Roode is probably the best. Bobby Roode or Magnus? Um, seeing where Nick Aldis has Saban? gone to, no. 
Saban was ROH too. Wasn't Do you it? think you can? You can. Saban has only ever done. No, I mean technically, Saban has only ever done something in TNA though. When I hear TNA, they were the best. AJ, Joe, yeah, I think. Bobby yeah, but Roode, Abyss James was like Saban. Abyss was a top guy for a long time. Saban was only a top guy for that small amount of time when they Ray. put Saban yeah. on top. Um. Yeah, I, I got. I, I actually, I think Bobby Roode is probably who I would go with. Bobby Roode, AJ Which, Styles, Bobby Roode. I'm it's surprised. a far gap. I'm sorry, I can't put Bobby Roode and AJ Styles in the same category. There is a big gap. I will not be able to ever not speak the praises of AJ Styles. Dude I, is fucking amazing. He belongs anything. to have phenomenal. I didn't see anything from Bobby for what for Slam anniversary. Well, oh well. <laughs> so I mean, to be honest, Vince probably forgets that he still works there. I, I, I mean, another guy you could say possibly is uh, Eric Young. Eric Young did really well too. Yeah, don't I mean, fire he, Eric. it's fucking don't fire Eric. The whole <laughs> showtime Eric, he scared of his He good. was another loyal soldier. He was there a long very, time. very long time, and he went back. And he, he back. only got his world title run because of the Daniel Bryan. Yep, he had the beard, underdog with a beard. But the now right, he's been in the world title picture, and I think yeah, it but, was like a, a make good. Like, hey, you've been here for a long time. Here you go. Like they did for Kobe. Yeah. Here's your. Yeah. So I don't think Eric Young is up there with Bobby Roode. I think you're right. I think Bobby Roode has to be the second. Then maybe Magnus after him. Then of course Jerry Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who else would it be? Gotta get him in there somewhere, right? Of course. <laughs> Pac-Man Jones. Oh God. Okay, quick. Um, okay, quick. You know, Rock that's Billings. another person who actually would. I mean, he had. We, we kind of skipped over him. He had a really big run. Our truth, or time killings, or whatever you want to call him. He, if you want to talk about TNA remaking someone, you've got three. You've got Christian. You've got Drew Galloway slash Drew McIntyre, and surprisingly, our truth. I think yeah. they gave him a new lease on life in the wrestling world. Which I seen a thing I didn't realize, but he was a two-time champion there. Yeah. I thought it was only a one-time, and he was a tag team champ all by himself. <laughs> he was yeah, Joe's yeah. who couldn't wrestle. He was yeah. the, the first. Well, uh, then consequences Creed got in there. Yeah, yeah. Because again, yeah. Vince Russo looked around and went, "We need another black guy." Yeah. You come here. What's your what's your gimmick? Oh, I'm like uh like you ever see like Rocky? I kind of do like that thing. Perfect. We'll put you with the rapper. <laughs> That's the only thing that made sense. And they didn't think about that at first. They just figured it out afterwards. He was the first black NWA champion. Yes. Yeah, we talked yeah. about that. Yeah. I mean, he. I like Lethal Consequences. I thought they were a cool team. Yeah. Again, though. It's the macho. Yeah. We just take the two black guys. It seems yeah. to be a reoccurring thing in wrestling. And I really hate it. So it, um, it breaks a very small amount of time. The first, the only two that I could think of right off the off the bat, World's Greatest Tag Team and Alpha Academy, which is the same fucking team. So they're called Alpha Academy? American Alpha. Oh, what what's Alpha Academy? Is that uh that's the new one? And Otis uh, and no, no. And Otis. Yeah. Yeah. American Alpha was Jason Jordan. Jordan exactly. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. one, yeah. Same same team. As so America. so oh, and uh, uh, Kenny King and Rhett Titus. Go ahead, say who. <laughs> oh. So same thing, Justin, that you just said, but female. Who would you mean? say is the the AJ Styles for TNA for women? Gail Ooh. Kim. But Gail Kim technically started in WWE. Yeah, she's not homegrown. 
Austin's I would hot. say Velvet Sky is their biggest homegrown girl. Uh, awesome Kong? No? Yeah. Awesome Kong. Well, she came in with a with a bit of a – I mean, yes, it's not WWE, but she was in Japan and made a big name for herself. So she came yeah. in as a big deal. Oh, see, I never heard of her till TNA. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why I say, it. to me, Velvet Sky, she's like, if you say TNA, name and name knockout. ODB. ODB. Mickey James is the maybe. Yeah, but see, like, again, like you said, like, Mickey was in WWE, you know, so, like, homegrown. You'd have to do Angelina Love as well. They are both terrible wrestlers. Yeah. I'm not saying that they were great. Lacey Von Eric. Fuck Lacey Von Eric. (laughs) If her last name wasn't Von Eric, no one would have given two shits. I I actually think, uh, in terms of homegrown TNA knockouts, probably ODB. Brooke Hogan. Oh, was she ever technically a knockout? I don't know. She was in charge of them. She was in charge of the knockouts. Yeah. What does that mean? Like, are you talking about shoot or work? Like, I don't know. I think it was on charge. Or I like mean, maybe you could I think it was on screen. Oh, okay. I don't think it was legit. I mean, maybe you could say Brooke Tessmacher because she wasn't half bad in the ring. I know she was in WWE, but she was just like more of a dance troupe. Girl, I don't know. I think there'd be a lot of people that Jared's looking at something on AEW. What, but what for me, called? like I, I, I personally, I would say Velvet Sky because I just think she's the one that, if you ask, that's probably the name people are going to come up with. I used to like the little Maybe. short blonde. I thought she could work. She was good. Madison Rain. Madison yeah. Rain. Yeah, I liked her. Yeah, I don't. She know. actually works in the NWA now. She's like yeah. one of their commentators there or something. I think. Oh, really? And so does Velvet too. Yeah, they do that. NWA. That's because Velvet is with Bubba Bubba Ray. Mm. Oh, no, she's not. They're not yeah, together yeah. anymore. Maybe because she found out that he was actually an asshole. Uh, I don't know if he is. I mean, I never really met the guy, so I can't speak on that. TNA has had a weird history. It's it's hard to. I'll tell you what though. Like but that's they're why still I, going strong. I couldn't. We would we would be here for four hours if I really wanted to break down everything. So that's why I started just making bullet points because it got got so convoluted so fast. Like everything was happening with this company. Um, there was just too much to cover. Yeah. So shit. I'd love to cover a pay per view though once a bad one one of the early ones. I shouldn't say bad ones. I shouldn't say that. But one of the early ones or the first one. We should watch the first. It's on YouTube. We should uh, watch and review the first. The uh, very first TNA pay per view. I'd be down for that. I mean, the weekly oh, ones or when it was yeah, actual no, no, no. Talking, yeah, weekly. Yeah, I think yeah. one of no, the weekly ones only like an hour or so too, weren't they? I think. Or no, were they a traditional two-hour pay per view? I think they were. Some, I, don't I don't. I think they were like two and a half or two fifteen. I don't think they had a cut time. Um, what's what do you think is the most popular or best match TNA ever produced? Probably that best, uh, what was it, five between uh, Joe and Angle? They did a best of five? I know they had a couple matches. I don't know if it was a best of five. I thought they did. Well, I could be wrong, but I know they had wrestled a couple times. We didn't even talk about like the other stuff TNA did. Like Their video game was terrible. Oh, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> their, their wrestling figures were a a more game. great. A video game that produced a wrestler that was only supposed to promote a video game. The wrestling figures were made by Jax after Jax got it after WWE went to Mattel. Yeah. 
They were okay. great. I yeah. remember hardly yeah. ever seeing them in stores. They were hard to find. Yeah, they yeah they were terrible. They were the- they made two wrestling games, didn't they? Nope. Just, well, they there's did. a mobile one. Well, they they made Impact Two. Did they? Yeah. Where? I've never seen it. Exactly. <laughs> it was I, the, I mean, I, was it Kurt Angle on the cover? Kurt Angle's on the first one. Yeah, he's on the cover. It was. It was huh. uh, I don't remember. Is this? Yeah. No, I don't fucking trust you. Fucking LJ and Steiner's. Oh yeah, there's there's <laughs> LJ and Steiner. <laughs> he's never gonna live that down. <laughs> Um, so I think the probably the most famous best match. I we all know the fucking most famous TNA spot, right? The fucking cage walk that Elix Skipper, who never apparently did anything else ever. Yeah. Playing. That's um, part of every highlight package for that. Yeah. But I think uh the three way, uh Daniels, AJ, and Joe has for me that's gotta be the best match. It definitely isn't the main event of that pay-per-view. You want to know what main event in that pay-per-view? That was Genesis, by the way. Uh, the main event was Raven versus Rhino. Fucking ECW wow. marks, man. Why is everybody an ECW mark? What are you looking up? Well, Impact 2? Trying to find it? You scouring the internet for it? <laughs> I, I remember. <laughs> I'm sure you do. It only got I think released it was in Japan. rumored that they were making a second one, and then it just never happened. I know. Oh. I know TNA, it a mobile game. TNA Impact Two. It was unfinished. Yeah, I, I knew there was never a second game. Yeah, just like those well, Steiner LJNs that are still sitting on LJN's shelf. I remember. I think I rented it from the video <laughs> store back Jared's then. Gonna and pass I played away it, and, and I was like, "This sucks." It on his headstone. Yeah, I bought it. I, bought it. I don't think I ever owned it. I think I rented it and played it, and I was like, "This sucks." Terrible. That was it. You know what though? It wasn't terrible. It was just it was boring to play. It's kind of like um Legends I'm of Wrestling. To say I own it. You remember Legends of Wrestling? Yeah, we had one, I two, had and that. Showdown. I yeah. liked the yeah. games. I loved being able to play as these. I think Showdown was fucking amazing. You got to this was the first one where they had all the different like you could be the white trunks Hogan, or you could be American made Hogan from WCW, or you could be NWO Hogan, you know. Um, I had Legends of Wrestling for GameCube. And I liked that it was wrestlers who weren't in any other game. Exactly. Yeah. There was like an RVD. There was, and you yeah. know, like Andy Jimmy Hart. Hart. And, yeah, Jimmy Hart. It was cool. But when you got down to the actual gameplay, like everybody just had the same moves until they yeah. had a finisher. I, I enjoyed it. was the boring game. to play. It's punch and kick. Yeah. yeah, TNA. It was fun. The graphics weren't that bad for the time. It was a PS2 or 3. And I, two, I two. think with that game, too, it was kind of almost like a Mortal Kombat. Like you had to do like a couple combo things to be able to do yes. like a suplex or something. It was sure. a button. Uh, you had to like press the button at the right time type. For thing. TNA, it was mostly about the story, though. Right. That yeah, you got to be this person that you don't know what he looks like, and then you so like, ends up being suicide. After the story, it's just like, eh. Yeah, the gameplay was terrible, yeah. but it was Everybody, fun. It was cool. A lot of like the early people. WWE games, like Warzone, sucked too because it's punch and kick. But that was ahead of its time, believe it or not. I mean, with the voice acting and the but they, all the rest of the Warzone or same. Attitude. Warzone. Attitude. Warzone. Attitude Warzone. was the was the good one. Well, it wasn't good. No, Warzone was, was the attitude. one that was bad. Yeah, the Warzone was the one that just had um, it was like punch. It was punch. all pixelated, and but they, they were still they, they were still this. talking though. That was like. Every guy did this. They all walked like this. Yeah. Yeah. And punch, punch. And then you can yeah. do like a suplex. Yeah. Like, yeah. There was, oh. It was Probably like the video game with LJN figures. 
Yeah. How about your two best wrestling games are WCW versus the world and WCW NWO Revenge? I love Very it. simple no gameplay. No Mercy and uh, and yeah, No Mercy too. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, WrestleMania 2000. Yes. Revenge and WCW versus the world was definitely yeah. my game. SmackDown versus Raw 2007 is my favorite. I mean, oh eight always been my favorite. And here comes the pain. Yeah, I, which I have all those. Here comes the pain. Jerry Lynn. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's the one where you can unlock like Michael Cole and the Main Street Posse. I think you could unlock Fred Durst. Yeah, yeah. you had like do the season yeah. or yeah. Yeah. So you had, uh, to, you had to win on like extra like the hardest mode you could get. You had to win a gauntlet with the Undertaker. And so it was like super hard to do, but then when you did, you unlocked Fred Durst and he would come out and celebrate with you. Keep rolling and rolling. He came out on the fucking the bouncy card and shit. <laughs> yeah. So uh on AEW, uh oh, he's been looking up shit. All right, let's let's hear it. Let's see. Let's Brian came out, shocker. obviously announced that he can't make Forbidden Door so or he, Blood and Guts. It's true, he cannot. Uh yeah. he said he found the perfect replacement, but we'll find out someday. Oh, you fucking son of a bitch. Because that person will also be on team Eddie. Kingston for blood and guts. So people are speculating it's Cesaro. That's not that's not great. So this person is going to forbidden. They don't have all the junior of Eddie's team announced. Uh well, yeah, it was supposed to be Brian. It was Mox, Brian, LAX, and and Eddie. Okay. But now Brian's out. So so. yeah, this person will face Zack Saber at Forbidden Door. So how how did Brian get hurt? Was it a, a match? Probably, probably in the fucking anarchy in the arena match. Yeah. Does uh, Yuta have a match going on? Ever been door? It could be him. Yeah, he's defending his match. Oh no, no, Yuta's in the Yuta's in the the six man tag. Okay, okay. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. He's the Ring of Honor Pure Champ or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but he's he's in the six man. He is, but he's in the six man tag. It's like. What is it? It's Jericho, Guevara, and, and uh, Minoru Suzuki, yeah, Suzuki. versus yeah. Mox, Yuta, yeah. and somebody else. Yeah, that's right. That's so, right. Yeah, he has a matchup for Bidding Door. No, it'll probably be a special someone. You're right. It could be Cesaro. Um, you think that's? I don't know. You want to see? No. Oh fuck! The fucking height Zack Saber is gonna get if he gets oh, the no, fucking yeah. pop up. Fucking European. Hell yeah! It's Gargano. Yeah, that would also be really cool. Yeah. Gargano and uh, uh, let's think yeah. Chicago. Let's see. Is there any Chicago people that they would pop for or any New Japan people? Hmm. No, it can't be Kenny. I mean, Cesaro. You can't waste quiet. Kenny Omega on that, right? That was Zack Sabre. I mean. Also not. Uh, well. But he does have. He some... has a history with Jericho. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would know probably best, uh, Justin. Did uh, the referee Red Shoes, did he retire? Yeah, he retired. Okay, I thought so. Because I was wondering if, like, maybe, well, I mean, they might bring him out for something for, for Vendor. Just because he's kind of known for maybe. the New Japan crowd, you know? His son wrestled. I was thinking about that. Like, you know, I wonder if they would bring him in for something, you know? Yeah, his son. At least wrestled. one of the matches. I just saw uh, one of his matches, and I thought it was pretty good. I forget his name, though. Hmm. So, um, also, who's the guy that he was in NXT dressed as Marty McFly? Oh, Kushida. Yeah, he showed Kushida, up. Kushida, yeah. Kushida yeah. is back in New Japan, and, and uh, he said he's never leaving. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, and you couldn't wait to get out of NXT. Ishiro yeah. from uh, from uh, Bullet Club. Hmm. Um, so also on Dynamite tonight, we'll find out who Jay White is facing and Forbidden Door. But... Kenta is not booked yet. Is he still hurt? I don't know. Kenta has no match at Forbidden Door. And yes, it, I mean, we're having a an AEW versus AEW match, right? So who cares? We could have Kenta versus Zack Sabre Jr. Still be good. I'm still, I still want to see it. And I'd also like to see Kenta in the Blood and Guts match. Yeah. Right? I would. But yeah, you're right. It's probably somebody who has a history with Mox. So Cesaro is probably going to be something like well, that. Well, and Eddie and Cesaro are yeah. good friends, you know. Um, Cesaro's ninety days have got to be up by now, right? Well, he just—he's—it's yeah, he's, been—it's been up for a very long time. He just didn't want to do anything. He's chilling, sitting back, just like Bray is. Bray's doing his—he's making a fucking movie. He's producing a movie or something like that. And Bo Dallas—they both have been like this, relaxing. Yeah, yeah Bo, Bo flipping houses with Mandy Rose or whatever. Rizongo has been sort of just, just yeah. so, person. So Bo is a chef. Well, and no, he's, he's um, a realtor with Liv Morgan. Isn't Dango in T- uh, NWA? I think Dango's in, in NWA. I don't know. He's retired like three times. Yeah. Oh, so did uh, Sandow. Did you guys see that? Sandow retired. Yeah, yeah. Officially retired, yeah. and the last thing he it's... said was, you're welcome. Is he retiring, or could he be coming back? Yeah, it's funny, because he announced his retirement, and then the whole thing with uh, Elias and Zeke. He would have made a really good <laughs> People were making jokes, but they said that Sandow would be Elias. So then he tweeted out. He said, I will not be a part of USA Network. Oh. (laughs) Does he have a heat with USA Network? He just probably doesn't want to work for Vince. Uh, He didn't say that, though. He said he did not. He didn't say I'm not working for Titan Towers or Titan Sports. He said uh, he's not working for USA Network, which is weird. Which means he's going to be on Fox. (laughs) He'll be on SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. on SmackDown, yeah. All Elite Wrestling and New Japan are doing a cross uh, cross promotion oh really when i don't know <laughs> uh so forbidden door uh sunday it is still 50 dollars. is it motherfucker i thought i saw so many screenshots something that said but, 20 bucks so i thought oh cool but it is AEW. it's new japan i'm sure it'll be worth it i'm sure i will too but it's gonna go so fucking late this uh, yeah i'm this not watching it be, this will probably be the least bought AEW pay-per-view Maybe because of the new Japan. Yeah, people are racist. I mean, last <laughs> moment off at like one a.m. That's what's gonna keep me. That's why I think I'm just gonna watch it at home instead of come over here because <sighs> I just I love watching it with you guys, but it's too fucking late. I want to literally be able to turn it off and go. All right, I'm going to bed. Yeah, done. Right. I mean, luckily your ride well, home isn't long, but but I still do have to like ride home. Well, and, and then the other thing is too like sad to say you know one of the things is like when we do get together and watch it is you know like you said do you want to turn it off and go right to bed if we're all hanging out we usually shoot this shit and say oh man i can't believe this person showed yeah. up or whatever and next thing you know um, it's 2 a.m and I'm like god damn yeah. <laughs> man, if, if, if you are a professional wrestling fan and you've been following new japan and this it, is what you like this is going to be dream. Well, I mean, even even if you don't follow, I mean, with the the magazines and stuff, I'm sure you've heard of some of these guys. Uh, uh, it's not like it's names you haven't heard of. I mean, all the names they've thrown out there, I've heard of, and I'm not a huge the most part, yeah. New Japan fan. I I know 
pretty much all the guys they've said. I'm curious to see how Orange Cassidy and Will Osprey goes. It's gonna be fantastic. That should be really Steal good. The Steal the show. Um, obviously Jay White. This will be the first full match of his that I'll I'll be watching. Um, it doesn't have to be that way. There's YouTube available. Yeah. Uh, but that's the, the, the organic reaction is like I don't know, like that Will Osprey and Dax Harwood. That was fucking great. Ooh, I would like to say that um, RJ City has uh, FTR on. Oh, cool. It just came up, I think, last week or, yeah, like, I think the end of last week. Still nothing for the Pretty Bucks. Pretty funny. Pretty funny. No Bucks match announced yet. Yeah, maybe. I, don't know. I mean, I, um, but I'm yeah. Okay I, with that. I don't need to see them every time. Yeah, but they were huge in New Japan. Yeah. It would be very weird to it, not it's see them there. Club. Yeah. Yeah. It would be weird to not see him. Same with Kenny. I'm sure Kenny's going to show up, whether it's to wrestle What would or be not. really cool is if, like, in the beginning of the show, he does, like, a pre-recorded message, like, hey, guys, sorry I couldn't be there, but I want to really support you guys. Thank you for checking out. Um, I love New Japan. Love AEW. See you guys soon. And then at the end of the night, he comes out. Mm. Uh it's gonna be a fun show, in my opinion. Book it. Um, <laughs> or be, or don't announce Jay's thing, and like you just said, play a Kenny clip of him. Uh, you know, uh, I'm here. I'm healing up. I should be back, and then he's a surprise person think, to wrestle. I think on. That, they're, they're play a, that video early in the night. Yeah, on Dynamite at this opponent. rate. Yeah, with them, with this already being. And it's preconceived to be obviously there's no like pre buys so you can't know, but being perceived as the weakest card that AEW has put together, they've got to announce it. Because yeah, that's true. That's true. Bit, oh, it's, I'm not going to tune in for that. Fucking, I'll see it on the internet. You know. Yeah. Um, man, it's it's. So is that going to be the main event, or is Mox and Tanahashi going to be the main event? I don't know. Do you put the New Japan title last or AEW title last? That's that's the problem with booking a, a, a cross promoted uh, pay per view. Neither Orange Cassidy and the Will Ospreay. Or do they last. do they do the WWE thing where one's first, one's last? Uh, yeah. The only reason, the only argument you can make for okay, if there was a surprise, then obviously the Jay White would come last, but. The argument being made for the Mox and Tanahashi match is that it is to crown a new champion. There will be a new champion no matter what. Yeah. So that could be the reason that goes on last. Though it still looks like they're playing to AEW's crowd, yeah. which sucks. Because you don't want it to look that way. You know, you want it to look like a joint promotion. You don't want it to look like, well, we're using you and your wrestlers to get our shit over. And it is the end of June. Cool. Joe's taking us for a walk. All right. <laughs> it is the, the end of June. Oh, uh, my Christian God. talking to with Shivani. It is exactly a month away. Legends of Hamburg 2. Yeah. Exactly a month away. And, man, we've been uh, – I feel like we've been talking about this since, like – And it always comes up fast. Last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're bringing in the acclaimed – uh, there's also going to be a Dark Order, Booker T, Mr. Anderson. Miss. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, actually, I actually forgot about that until right now. Rock and Roll Express. Rock and Roll Express will be also in action. 
Yeah. Can't believe that. If I have never seen them wrestle live. This is a farewell tour. Yeah. This is Apparently, part of yeah. yep. Outbreak Wrestling is part. Well, of the I, don't, I don't know how live they're going to be, but yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> but yes, they will be uh, having a, a title match. Yeah, Coco Beware will be at the convention. Demolition, Danny Tommy, Davis, Tommy Rich. Yeah, I mean, Bonnie Garvin. This convention is bigger than last year. Paul um, Roma. That's all you need. Greg the Hammer Valentine. We could go. The only thing that would make it. Better as if Jerry Lynn shows up. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's um, got he, he works for T, for AEW now. Steve Carino, yeah. Um, he still works for Vince, right? Is he still does does he? I think he, I is. think he does. Yeah, um, but man, Snitsky's gonna be there. Yeah, Snitsky, we can travel 20 minutes. And, yeah, uh, honestly, though, if you're in Hamburg, stop by his uh, his shop. His, he he owns a shop in Hamburg uh, called Priority One Surplus. Hmm. Uh, military gear, MREs, um, stuff like that. Uh, June twenty second or July twenty second, um, Friday is Quarantine Wrestling, which is up and comers. The the, the younger, NXT younger of outbreak. Yes, um, they're putting on a show as well. Mil Mortis. Yes, be doing... who was also Judas Macias or Junior Macias, depending on who's announcing. <laughs> uh, he'll be doing a meet and greet. Um, and so, I, I believe also wrestling. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, but there are combo passes for Quarantine, uh, Waffle Mania, which is Breakfast with Some Legends. Which is a very cool opportunity. Uh, Legends of Hamburg Fan Fest, as well as Outbreak uh, Saturday night, so um, it is a great weekend of wrestling. Um, you can Sorry. meet a ton of people uh, and just have some fun. It's a month away. Get your tickets while you can. And come say hi. We'll be there for all of these events. Yeah, we'll be there Friday, Saturday, probably Sunday. I don't <laughs> know. Um, it's going to be a great weekend for local wrestling. Uh, the guys that run everything, great group of guys. We've been uh, fortunate enough to work with them. Um, they are uh, – this weekend is going to be – it's 30 days away, <laughs> 31 days. Yep. Man. Um, we've been talking about it for so long now, and it's finally approaching. Um, arguably the, the best convention in PA. Um it's once a year, and man, do they make it worth it. So uh, go – Facebook is uh, Legends of Hamburg Fan Fest. They'll have the links that you need if you want to purchase tickets, meet and greet packages, all that jazz. Uh, you can also purchase the combos for Outbreak and Quarantine. Uh, also follow us on social media. We Like Wrestling Podcast will share every time they make an announcement. They're still making announcements leading up to the convention. Um, so – Get your tickets, man. It'll be a fun weekend. Can't stress that enough. We'll be there hanging out, drinking, talking, meeting fans. Uh, we'll probably be doing a live stream of some sort during the convention. So if you're there, stop by. We'll get you on. Um, this was an interesting 
episode TNA. And, uh, happy happy twenty years to TNA. Happy twenty. Yeah. Let's let's hope for twenty more. Fuck it. <laughs> They're the company sure. that can't die, and I hope yeah. they don't because no company. Sh- I don't want any company to go out of business. Uh, they, they all. I want to see everybody thrive. They, they stick around long enough when WWE's out of business, they'll be the number two company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll see you next week. See you. Later. Holy hell. You done fucking jerking off to Outbreak and Legends of Hamburg? Jesus I'm trying, Christ. It's a month away. I know, but fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you don't got to slow stroke it. Just quick, once and done. <laughs> he, he really used a lot of lube there. <laughs> so it gets us more free tables. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, uh, ass hurts. Man, I was like, we recorded for two hours. Yeah, we recorded for two hours. It's really like 20 minutes worth of shit. An hour and a half of hours. <laughs> oh, okay. Does this work better, guys? Uh, no. I, I don't like that angle. Yeah. Plus, you, it, the, plus you I cut could, out again. I know. I don't know what the hell. That's why I wanted you to come here. <laughs> I sat at my kitchen table. I figured that's the best way to go. <laughs> The phone slides and I'm sliding and I'm trying to get low enough to see me. You're kind of giving me Dominic vibes right now. See, I could be laying down if you want. I, could you look like you're yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was going to lay in my bed <laughs> and just hold my phone up. I don't know who the fuck. Okay, I guess I'll just fucking share this butcher guy. I don't give a fuck about any of these. Um, yeah, so Max is driving himself. I'm going to reach out to him. Not tonight, obviously. Oh, but I was going to say, did he text you back tonight? No, no. Oh, jeez. Um, we, we don't have to pay for his travel, right? Because he's driving himself. He's driving himself, but I'm paying for his hotel. Hotel. The other guy you pay rate, for his. At this rate, uh, car travel might be more than fucking jet Than a plane, yeah. So I'm I really give... was. I was just reading something. That they said if you're traveling, if your drive is... Seven hours. Take the drive. It's not worth flying. That's mm-hmm. so bad right now to fly. Um, Wes is taking a bus. So <laughs> I'm gonna give Max uh, an estimated time of when we should get to the hotel. So hopefully he can meet us there, and then I can check him in, and then I'll be at the field house. Um. Yeah. So Max well, seems a little weird, but it's through text, so you know. Um, so he's not, well, let's not forget that you are a complete stranger. So that's but, what I said to him. I was like, TJ, these guys, TJ was, you could tell he's, he's a done this for yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. He um, claimed her fairly new. Yeah. That's what I said. And yeah. you're a stranger. And he's probably, you know, they, everyone, these celebrities, we're going to call them, sort of have their guard up because they've been, people are always trying know, to take advantage of them. I know the acclaimed have done one or two conventions, but one was Toy Hio. So I'm sure they got brought in by some big shot, whatever. Yeah, and the other one was probably some local guys, but I mean, with like Justin said, with TJ, he's been doing it a while. Um, but Max just seems like you know, TJ, I could at least have a conversation with Max, is just business, so um, which isn't a bad thing, it's just I, I don't want to push any limits until we actually meet them and you know, break the ice a little bit. So, um, I'll reach out, um. Uh, Give them an estimate and then see if they want to go to quarantine. Um, and that uh, they don't, you know, don't feel like you got to rush yourself to get to the field house. You know, if you drop them off, you want to go and get yourself something to eat or something first, you know, do that, man. Don't. I'll be surviving on field house food. That's fine. 
probably I'm gonna bring stuff. I mean, Saturday they'll have food trucks, so and a beer. And oh. a beer vendor, yeah. Yeah, I see. I I told John about how uh, on Facebook you were another like, one. about the when they announced the beer people coming. Um, the SATs. They're from CZW, ROH, TNA, and GCW. I don't know who that is. Three got three guys. They are brothers, I assume. Jose Maximo, Joel Maximo, and Will Maximo. So don't know. Uh, well, if you don't know, then you can go on Facebook and look. Go to Legends of Hamburg, and they are. Here, wrestling. Oh, the backseat boys. Uh, uh, Malachi is wrestling now. Oh, the Penta match. Yeah, I guess that's the match. So qualifying for the Atlantic the, title. Yeah, so uh, we're going to Dorney Sunday. My plan is to get there when they open and then probably leave after the dinner, like four or five, whatever. So I'll be back said, in time I'm, for Forbidden Door. I'm watching it at home. It's too, It's too much. I don't want to pay for it that much. I like splitting the cost, but fuck it. I think that may have said Malachi wear just so freaking cool. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll give you guys updates on the acclaimed as I get them. We got to start going through our shit that we have here. Yes. Um, I have figure out what we want to take for. Well, I mean, not really, because we could do that that Friday night. Figure out what we want to keep for. Legends, because we're not going to have as much room. But so, Friday, we'll kind of know how much room we're going to have, so we can determine what. Are we keeping like Friday night when we move our table? Are we just setting up? The no, we're we're no? putting okay. it. No, we're putting it in. Okay. No, we're gonna have that some stuff here yet. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get all. We'll get it all together. So Friday night, we'll be able to sell everything, and then during Legend, during Outbreak, we'll be able to sell everything. The convention will be like just the convention. We're gonna condense down to only big items, you know, stuff that like people would want. New items, high priced items. Yeah, your signed stuff. Yeah, you know, we're not gonna have the whole table full of figures. No, no we're just just certain ones. Because don't some, forget, we also have the acclaimed with yeah. us too. So, which are two people. Yeah, um, I'm taking this. I don't. Cloth I, I don't. I don't think we'll have a lot of people that are like I only want Bowens or I only want Caster. So, I think most people are going to be doing both. I th- yeah. yeah, there might be a few where like Caster is popular and then... So honestly though, if it was me I'd probably only want Caster. Yeah. Like if I was at the convention... I mean the scissor thing. You gotta get both of them. So I we only sold two of those VIP things? Three. 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 That's it. One, so- one regular pre-sale, right? Uh, there was a Max Caster autograph. Oh, okay. so see, and a team combo, and then three VIP. So, um, and then we're I, each getting one. Yeah. Yeah. So I ordered two hundred eight by tens. Um, of both of them. Different, no, there's eight different photos. Yeah. There's two solo of Caster, one solo of Bowens. Because he doesn't do a lot on his own, um, and then the other five are team photos. Um, I ordered two hundred because one, I don't want to run out. I don't know how popular they're going to be. 
this is the first time we're dealing with a team. And two, we can trade. You know. That's what I was thinking. The only thing is, yeah, trading stuff. You know, they're gonna want twenty of these. You know, then we got yeah. yeah. Um, and then the VIP things, I'm getting twenty five of them. I think he said. Um, but that was twenty bucks. So okay. Oh, John's gone again. So what happened last week? Just fucking fell out. Whatever. We he got the information I think he needed, so I think um, we're good. But each of us will have the limited edition with those stickers I showed. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, those are nice. I like those. So yeah. Did you get them done from whoever Vistaprint? Oh, is that where uh the business cards? No, is that where what's his name got them done? Remember uh um uh, oh, Dennis. Dennis had his own. That's John probably. Sorry guys, yeah, well, whatever. No, I did mine on Vista Print. I don't know where he got his. But okay. His were like exclusive, like Legends of Hammer. Mine yeah, are like weird. limited edition. Okay. Whatever. Um, but yeah, so I'll let you know when they come in. <sighs> Should be in a couple weeks. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you. See ya. All right. Later, guys.